0: Welcome to Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. Your host is Jackie McLennigan. In this program, we'll show you how to make your marketing plan work by helping you stand out and become a bigger player in your industry. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jackie McLennigan.
1: Hello and welcome. We're here today with Christina Kehoe and Christina is a community engagement practitioner. She currently manages partner communications at a company called Infusionsoft and Christina has helped hundreds of small businesses develop and execute marketing automation strategies and that's what she does as her role as a consultant at Infusionsoft. A couple of personal things about Christina. She's an all-around tech nerd which is really cool. Uh, She's a hockey fan in the desert. She's picking the wrong hockey team but that's okay. We still like her for appreciating hockey and she is a relentless optimist. I'm very excited to have Christina here today because we're going to talk about community building through social media. Um, she's going to talk about women in technology, give us some great uh, Twitter tips and also talk about a very cool experience that she had with Gary Vee, Gary Vaynerchuk. So welcome Christina. I'm excited you're here today.
2: Oh, I'm so excited to, to be on this podcast. So yeah. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, love it. Love it. Um, I just want to circle back to your bio here, and it says you're a relentless optimist. That's true. <laughs> what does that mean? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: I think I always try to, I always try to see the, the brighter side of things. I think there's always a learning opportunity you can take away from even the most, um, I guess, what some might consider uh, negative situations, but that's kind of how I live my life, is not really dwelling on, oh, the woe is me type attitude. It's more of what can I take from this and learn and grow. And um, I think really, like life is what, what you make it. And um, you can choose to to make uh, lemons out of, or sorry, lemon sorry, lemonade out of lemons or uh, I mean, or you know, limoncello, whatever you
1: yeah. <laughs> Or stick them in your tequila and drink your shots, uh, drink your sorrows away. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I think it's really important because you are so deeply into technology that can you imagine if you were a pessimist? That would be the worst thing ever, I think. There's
2: so many naysayers, and most <laughs> of the time they're wrong. So
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, I love it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're you're into technology. You work with a lot of small businesses. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, so um, during, I, I like to say my day job is, uh, that often bleeds into my nights and weekends. <laughs> um, I manage our partner company, Infusionsoft, Infusionsoft um, is a CRM email marketing e-commerce company for small businesses um, based out of Chandler, Arizona. And I absolutely love what I do there, working with partners who I believe are absolutely pioneering and changing what the world is for small businesses. Um, So it's really cool to work hands-on with them, helping them um, just uh, have a place where they can all interact and engage with each other to better their businesses. And watching that play out is very inspiring. Um, And being a community manager, I see uh, all sorts of things. Um, there's there's some really positive days, and there's some some of those days where I have to, where it challenges that uh, relentless optimism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's what it that's what it's all about, you know. Um, all of our partners are small business owners themselves, and they're wearing all all of the hats mm-hmm. all, most of the time. And so it's not always the the easiest for them. It's not, you know, Mm -hmm. not everyone's crushing it every day, you
1: know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And and
2: so it's great that there is a place where everyone can go um, to um, find that support network, um, even for the the highs and the lows in
1: their business. And I love being at the center of that all and enabling that to happen. I love that. You know, I don't know if uh, that... I have a lot of the partners who come on this show, actually, and it's really interesting. Um, one of the things that they do is they throw around the word Infusionsoft, and I don't think I've had a better explanation on this show about what Infusionsoft is, so that's really fantastic.
2: Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> Yeah. I am, like, basically the face of our brand. I know. <laughs> I
1: can explain it well. <laughs> Yay! Nailed it! That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, and it's funny, too, because I don't know if people know this, and I'll tell you my story just a really brief version here, but... I got into Infusionsoft because I needed the technology in my business, and I run events. You guys know this. I run events and trade shows and things like that, so I needed this software, Um, but I got sucked into this partner community because I wanted to learn more about it. And what happened was the partner community was a great place for me. I didn't necessarily stay as a partner, but those people have become a huge tribe for me and they know everything. (laughs) Like if you want to know anything, there's somebody in that community that knows it. So it's not just about
2: the software. It's the the totality of small businesses. Yeah. um, and, And there are so many different hats that everyone's learning about and the industry is changing and the market's changing and so it's great. I'm glad that, that you found
1: that. Yeah, that community. it was amazing. Yeah, community and I love that that's what we're talking about. So how did you get into um, community building and how did you come to be where you are now?
2: Yeah, so a little short story. I started working at Infusionsoft as a consultant and um, basically what that means is um, our sales department would sell, sell the Infusionsoft application to a customer, to a small business, and then they would come over to me to articulate their marketing strategy, and then I would help them implement that in our software. And so I did that for about two years, and so in that two years I helped hundreds of small businesses get up and running in our software and talk through a lot of marketing strategies and. Um, I always saw a need to have um, better communication happening, not only internally within our company. We're, we're a star- we I don't think you can necessarily consider us a, a true startup anymore um, <laughs> at a hundred million plus in revenue, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs>
1: uh,
2: having a Series D of financing, um, which is really impressive for being in the middle of Arizona and not in Silicon Valley. It's, um, I am th- I'm super impressed with what our founders have been able to build and what all the employees at Infusion software have been able to build. But, Anyways, as we're growing, one of the main growing pain points is that silos began forming because you start off very scrappy and um, every person has their own idea of what, uh, what their department should manifest into and Um, how best we can support small businesses and so sometimes uh, you begin duplicating efforts as you get bigger and um, I always had a a drive to figure out how to break down those silos both internally and externally and um, there was a position that came up in our partner department and it sounded like every single line of the description fit me to a tee. and so um, <laughs> that's when I moved over into our partners department to um, help run uh, partner communications and so that's what that really means is not only am I um, uh, running our community but I'm also making sure to, um, I'm the one who produces the partner newsletter so making sure that all the main news from the company funnels out to our partners And just for anyone out there who doesn't really understand what a partner network is, um, basically they, partners are the face and voice of your brand outside of the brand is kind of how I like to to view all of our partners. Mm -hmm. They're an extension of what we can do internally but externally and sometimes even more powerful than what we can do because our partners are small business owners they are our customer and so they very deeply understand what our customers are going through not just working in the software but with all the small business problems that come up with you know accounting and finance and (laughs) uh, how do i brand myself and what are the marketing techniques i should be using and what social network should i be on these (laughs) are all the things that our partners are also working through in their business, yeah. And so I think, um, so that's kind of, um, kind of in a t how I ended up where I'm at right now. Um, and then I also there's a, also another component of my life uh, <laughs> where I absolutely you kind of heard me touch on um, our ecosystem, our startup ecosystem here in Arizona, um, being part of Infusionsoft and helping infusionsoft grow over the last four years of my career has made me want to help other startups do the same thing here in arizona we can't i don't think that we're going to be the only company that is um, successful coming out of arizona and by the way godaddy is another company that started in arizona and has really grown up and so i think there there can definitely be more infusionsofts more godaddies out there that are um, building up great software solutions that help change the world and that can happen right here in Arizona. And so I love sharing the, the brain power that I've built up here at Infusionsoft and sharing that out to the other companies that are starting
1: to grow here. I love that. And you have a community and it's uh, Yes Phoenix. Is that where you yes, do? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
2: communities just are they're just around me everywhere, and they're around everyone. So mm-hmm. um, I encourage everyone to kind of look in, and uh, see what what ways communities impact you and how you impact those communities. Um, but yeah, exactly. Yes, Phoenix. Yes, PHX is you'll you'll see that hashtag out there on Twitter if you want to go look it up. Yeah, hashtag yes PHX. Um, but that kind of is. The um, the main community here in Phoenix for supporting our
1: startup founders. Mm, I love that. I you know you said some really great things with that. And I want to circle back because I don't know if um, small business owners out there know how much exposure you can get with really well-placed partnerships. And you said partners in Infusionsoft are the voice and the face of your brand outside of your brand. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something, and I see this a lot of times where small business owners want to connect with each other and they're like, hey, we should partner up. But there's no structure or... um, there's a, It's way more complicated to have a partnership than, you know, hey, so let's join up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so what would you say to people who are in a small business situation, not necessarily in FusionSoft, but they're looking to build and develop a, a relationship as a partner with somebody else? Is there any kind of words of wisdom or, or tips you might give them in that regard?
2: Um, I think the main thing is really clearly identifying between the partnership how you both can help each other Mm -hmm. um i think there's and partnerships are going to become part of one of the biggest parts of the wave of of the next phase of the internet i think really um and that uh, just a little side tip if you haven't read the book um the third wave by steve case it's it goes into this particular topic pretty thoroughly, which I found super interesting being in the, in the role that I'm in. Um, but there are so many ways that through a partnership, you can help boost your own skills and abilities. And there's ways that there's complementary skills that another partner might have or services that they might provide um, whether that be software or like literally services um, that will help your customers. And by just a mere fact of, um, I guess association is probably the best word, is that you are, you're kind of, you're, you're sharing that, um, I guess, you're sharing that customer's, um, well-being in order to uh, to
1: help them so it's just it's
2: a it's a matter of I'm not explaining
1: no you're doing great You're, you're actually you're you're doing a good job and I love this because um you're making me think of so many things that I want to to add into this as well like when people, it, you said this is the new way of, of people communicating or collaborating on the internet. And I have a really good example. And it's a partner that I just met. His, I'm going to do a shout out to this guy. I was looking for it. His name is K- Kiz, uh, Kazim. you know him? Kazim Aslam? Okay, well, he is a partner, and he has a company called sol Eight S O 8 He's out of Phoenix as well, and he oh, wow. yeah he is amazing. He's doing some really great stuff in uh, Google AdWords and social media, and why I'm bringing him up is I reached out in the Infusionsoft partner community about this very topic, and he responded, and he came back to me, and it wasn't that we were looking for a partnership, but he was telling me what service he services that he provided. And as it turns out, we had, you know, there was some synergy, but he does uh, things on a larger scale than what I was looking for. But he took the time to sit there with me and tell me some valuable tips and information, and he was doing that sharing. And I'm of the same mind as you, Christina, where I'm going, well, this is so amazing that you're just giving me this, and I love this. Is there anything that I can do for you, right? And I think Mm -hmm. in a good partnership, you look at their website, you go, "What, what can I give to you, right? And as it turns out, he would be perfect as a a partner in the event that you're going to be speaking at in Phoenix, the speakers retreat. And so we made this really interesting kind of um, mini partnership, (laughs) you know what I mean? And that's all about that community building. So I thought, wow, this is really neat. Great guy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And there's definitely, it sounds like he's a little bit more um, upstream business-wise than what your your business is and Mm -hmm. that's, first of all, that's okay because people love to play in different target markets there and that's what differentiates you. And there's certain learnings, just like you said, that can be passed back and forth about both target markets um, in order to
1: benefit both businesses. Exactly. And sometimes it's muffins and sometimes it's cupcakes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because... So, yeah yeah all the little things curious i have nothing that i can offer you in a business sense but i want to be of value and service back as a you know and an example would be uh if you're doing youtube and i do a lot of youtube and um the big thing is, oh, you got to do collaborations with other YouTubers or bigger bloggers than you. But what do you really have to give them if they're the ones coming with the list and they have all the viewers and listeners already? You got to be creative and you got to at least try.
2: (laughs) You have a different set of knowledge. No matter how big you think somebody else is, there's always knowledge that you can uh, exchange and share back and forth. Um, I even think about our partners. There's so much... Um, I think one of the biggest things that I first learned when I took on the the role in uh, managing the partner community was how much partners are talking about that inform our product. And so I've become extremely tight knit and with our product team Mm -hmm. and with our business development team, because a lot of things that our partners are talking about or sharing, um, even just talking amongst each other, seeing, that play out and then being able to pass that back and forth between all of our different departments that has not only shaped what our product um, is and what it's becoming, Mm -hmm. um, but I I just don't think partners, our partners realize that that's what happens in the community and small business owners um, can definitely take a very similar approach back from community by really listening. To what people are saying, not only about their services, but if they go out and listen um, on different trending topics or listen to maybe what their competitors are saying, they're able to take that back and and really fill any um, any areas that the uh, that they're lacking in order to to better fit their customers' needs.
1: I love that. I love that a lot. So, how would a small business owner go about finding a community that they want to be a partner? Um, a part of like how what's the first step in building that community in as far as you can see yeah, yeah.
2: i so i'm still a big fan of networking i think i i really love meeting people face to face uh i think especially you and you and me jackie you started off on the on the partner community but i think we're I really saw your personality and uh, really got to know you was when we were we met face to face, and so I think there's there's nothing that's that's better than that, and that's, that's why I love that you that's why I love conferences in general. Mm-hmm. Um, is the ability to um, to meet people face to face, and you also you um, oftentimes will brush up against and meet people that you might have never. Talk to before mm-hmm. or you wouldn't know to seek them out so i mean i love like facebook groups is really great because you can search out different topics with facebook groups um, whether it be a commonality in um, software that you use or uh, a type of niche that you're in um, also, meetup.com is another really good one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I found out about a lot of different uh, like software meetups and things like that locally. Um, so those are, those are a few tools that I've used before. But then just word of mouth. Um, I have different people that I really respect in our community and when they pointed me to different events that they thought are really high quality, um, I've gone to those and so, and, and it's just been, um, yeah, I think that, that, uh, exchange of, of human to human, mm-hmm. like Brian, I don't know if you are familiar with Brian Kramer, but he has a hashtag, a hashtag H2H, but it's all about that. I think about that human connection. and. Oh, um,
1: I love that. Brian Kramer, how do you spell Kramer? Um, K R A M E R Kramer. I and love actually it. Actually,
2: spoke at Icon this last this oh, last year. So. Cool.
1: I love it. We are going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with Christina, and we're going to learn some more tips on how to build community, how to use social media, and all that good stuff. So we'll be right back. business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network.
0: You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now,
1: back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back, we're here with Christina Kehoe and if you're just tuning in now, she is a community building expert. She manages the partners at Infusionsoft, a really great software company. If you're not familiar with it, check it out. Um, Christina's been helping small businesses build their marketing strategies and get online for a long time now and she is awesome at developing and maintaining wonderful partnerships within business, and actually, I think, within all your friendships. (laughs) People (laughs) like you. (laughs) Yay! Um, I loved what we were talking about. If you're just tuning in, she was giving some great tips on how uh, building partnerships within your small business is one of the best ways to get exposure for your company and your brand, and that things like networking and and conferences and word of mouth, meeting that face-to-face is something that you just can't throw away anymore in this day of technology so I love those tips and um, yeah speaking of that you have had yourself a wonderful day and a wonderful experience with Gary Vee recently haven't you? Yes
2: um, and Gary Vaynertuk for all of you who don't know who at um, Gary Vee is um, on Twitter and at pretty much every other social uh, network that there is um, he is probably one of the one of my true uh, just the, the people that I look up to, my, my I guess, my community building hero, he's built such an, an amazing community and personal brand for himself, um, and I think one that everyone can really admire, he's just, he's very hardworking, I think every time uh, I see him uh, on Twitter or out at different events, um, it's just something that I always remember. Going right back to that relentless optimism, Um, there's times in my own career where I feel um, sometimes where, oh, my gosh, this is just so this is so difficult or I can't believe I'm still working on this at midnight or or things like that. And um, I always remember, hey, there's someone out there that's working one outworking me for sure, sure that he, <laughs> <laughs> something that he he prides himself on um but that it, it reminds me that there's um I'm not the only one out that, that's also working away there's and that's just how small businesses are too like a lot of times um because I'm up working because another small business owner needs help a lot of times, mm-hmm. and uh, that always reminds me that we're all in this together.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, so how did you end up hanging out with Gary Vee for yeah. for a day?
2: So um, we were having our annual conference, Icon. It's amazing. You should come. There's a little plug in there. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. It's a conference for um, all small business owners to to really learn about um, marketing, sales. Um, it's not necessarily just um, solely about InfusionSoft software, but it's a great it's a great conference. Um, but what what actually went down is our um, director of events. I'll give her a little shout out, Pam mm-hmm. Gibbons. She's amazing. Pam Gibbons. She, Gibbons or Pam Gibbons.
1: Gibbons. Okay. Yes,
2: she um she knew that I was a Gary Vaynerchuk fan and both me and um, one of our account managers, Derek Solomon. And so she asked us basically like, hey, um, there's an event that's happening um, in another part of our town the same day, and Gary's speaking there first, and he needs to get to ICON, our conference. Basically, um, we can't have him be like more than like, five minutes later, so we basically had an hour to travel between one conference to the other. And so it was on. Um, <laughs> Get Gary! <laughs> yes, exactly. So that was my main, main job, was make sure that Gary Vaynerchuk gets on stage on time. And uh, so it was kind of, we were both, Derek and I were put in charge of the logistics of. You know all the exciting things like making sure you book a car and like making sure that there's a backup plan to get, him to get him to the stage and all that good stuff and coordinating with the other conference and their leaders over there to make sure that they knew uh, that he had a very limited time to get from one stage to the next and um, so kind of working with all those relationships over there to make that happen. And it's not an easy feat because... There's a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk fans out here in Arizona, and as you can imagine, it's it's hard to pull him off stage with uh, yeah. everyone Gary! rushing around him. Yeah. And 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 that's kind of another really cool thing about Gary is that um, he's not—I don't think that he's all up in the hype of being a celebrity. Um, and he there's a lot of people that want to take selfies with him.
1: <laughs> I just wrote that down. I said. I just want to do a Snapchat selfie with Gary V. I I literally just wrote that. <laughs> it's my dream.
2: It. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but he, and he would probably go for it, too. Yeah. He's, that's just the kind of person that he is. I really feel that he understands that he wouldn't be where he's at necessarily without fans. And that... They just help drive him and support him in his career, and he recognizes that, remembers that, and it's very obvious that it's a it's a conscious part of what he of who he is is that he definitely takes the time to really listen to every single person that he meets, and that was just really cool for me to see that. Like, um, I I mentioned that I wrote a blog post afterwards about the whole experience, mm-hmm. and that is literally all the people that Gary, I could genuinely tell that he remembered many of the people that came up and met him. And he also took the care with every single person. And I think as you get to be as big of a person, like as a big of a a celebrity as Gary is, sometimes you begin to lose a lot of remembering to to do that with every single Mm -hmm. person. And it's, it becomes going through the motions, and that's definitely not where his headspace is at.
1: No, I think it's people who want to um, maintain those connections. I think it would come down to a matter of being present in what you're doing, right? Okay. So I love that because even though you're trying to get him from one stage to the next, he's staying centered and present and really appreciating the people who support him. I love that. Love that. Yeah,
2: and watching him work was really interesting too. He literally just. He went from checking Twitter, to answering email, to taking a phone call, to then um, asking Derek and I questions in the car. And then um, I got an ask from our director um, of events to we, got, we hit, um, got a big, huge shipment of his newest book, Ask Gary V in and asked him if he could do a book signing. And, he was like, sure, let me try to move around these meetings. And I guess, yeah, I think he had like three meetings or something like that, that he w- had to move around and he did that. And he just, he knew to be, to really capture the moment and be present mm. and, and focus on the the people of the moment. And um, just a total, like, um, absolute stand-up guy, total mensch. Like he moved everything around and was super present for, for it was, Great! Not only that it was our audience, but that it was his audience too.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when he was in the car asking you guys questions, this is just a side note: was he still so Gary Vee? Was it like, yo, mofo? <laughs> okay, I'm not cool. I just want to point that out. But <laughs> in a cooler, more yeah, he was super high energy. I, don't
2: think, I think that's. I think it's all real. I don't think he's a, any type of an act. I think is he's super high energy. Um, all the time, <laughs> um, you know. I think swear words are it's are a natural part of my vocabulary.
1: They are. I, I swear know. more, and I I just edited myself Not here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I chickened out. Went mofo. <laughs>
2: uh, it's really funny because I think uh, we all there is there's are certain uh, people who like always hold their breath. They're like.
1: Oh no! Is he gonna swear? And yeah. I
2: don't care.
1: I don't either. They're just words. They're just words. Um, yeah. I I think it's funny. Um, you know, I like swear words when they're meant as flair and spice, and you know, not when you're swearing at somebody. I save that. I reserve that for when I'm driving. <laughs> then I swear at people. Yeah. They don't know it though. So they're yeah at the other drivers. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, okay. So what else? What did you, you know, what did you guys do when you, um, yeah. Yeah, it was literally, so it was just, I
2: went to was a, a conference here called Venture Madness, which uh, is another part of the, I, the, I guess, the PHX community. Okay. And um, it was all for startup, startup founder, startup um, based. Um, companies, there was a pitch competition, so the talk that he gave there was very directed around, um, like, basically growing your startup, what to focus on, um, you know, hard work, all of those great things, and then from the, so we went and grabbed him off stage, um, just absolutely, hurried him back over to our car, and... Um, of course, there's lots of selfies along the way. <laughs> um, and I mean, I just I loved seeing all the people along the way, just how excited they were to interact with him. I think and, and just seeing other people's dreams come true was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just noticing how just even the littlest bit of detail means so much to another human being. Like, yeah, that was like the whole experience of of seeing that play out um, was just the coolest uh, and then, so we just got in the car. Like I said, he worked. Um, asked us a few questions. We told him a lot about the audience that he was um, walking into on stage with Icon. Mm-hmm. Different audience, right? Yeah. So startups. I think some people lump startups and small businesses together. They're not the same thing, and um, there there's diff- different growth trajectories that are involved and. Um, I could go on and on about how different they are, but, um, so it's kind of this idea of like a little bit of a demographic change. And so I did, we just kind of updated him on, um, who it was that he was speaking to and literally just from that conversation and Twitter, he just reading through the different comments from our hand, our, uh, um, hashtag icon 16 handle, um. He went through and was able to give a talk that I think completely fit our audience.
1: Wow, Um, love it.
2: Just total transition from startup to focusing on small businesses and marketing and sales concepts.
1: (laughs) That's a skill, you know. I actually saw this comedian in a you know, one of those, you're having drinks, it's a dark basement comedy club, and it's all gritty and raw, and it was hilarious, and I laughed, and it was a perfect thing. And then I went to this golf tournament with a bunch of ophthalmologists, very professional, awesome event, daytime, you know, and they had hired the same comedian, and he gave the exact same presentation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was awful it was I mean I was laughing at how awful it was so it was killing me but he was sweating and I thought oh it's so funny you do have to know your audience right read your audience I love that
2: I love that he can just jam on different concepts and it's it's interesting to see how that that plays out in in real life just like literally I don't think he had a whole lot of preparation like other than that and he just he knows his stuff he's clearly a practitioner Mm -hmm. of his craft and so he's able to tailor that to whatever audience he's in front of there's no slide decks I think a lot of times slide decks um, people get too rigid and they're not able to feed off the um, energy and sometimes things change in in current events of what's happening and yeah uh, so I just thought that was really cool he was able to to, he had one slide and it was kind of showing his, his book and, um, the quote that was up there is kind of, oh no, it was ID trade attention or one of, one of those quotes that he had up there. Um, and, uh, so yeah. And then basically just got him off stage. He wanted to hear from me, like kind of what, Uh, what the audience was saying while he was uh, up on stage just a little (laughs) brief update and then we just walked him out to do a book signing and he did a book signing for about an hour and our main goal was just to get everybody through the line and we did it. We got every single person um, either got a selfie with Gary or they got their Ask Gary V book signed and so then just in the nick of time and we like Got him right back into his car to get to the airport to fly back to New York. And so it was just like, it was a whirlwind. It was just like... make sure that you get
1: to this point by this time oh I love it and nice. yeah I love that event I was there I go to Icon and I'm gonna just uh, add on just as a person who I know that you work it and you, you get all the speakers which is awesome but as a person who that was my very first conference that I went to in the Infusionsoft community was an Icon and you're 100% right like you get to meet as a participant people like Gary Vee or Michael Gerber who wrote the E-Myth was the the last one I met and you know it's it's yeah, really yeah partner, con. Yeah, partner con. I mean it's amazing so when you go to these conferences not only are you networking with other great people in your community you also have the opportunity to be in the energy of people who've done what you want to do and I think that you know just your experience Christina of, of being with him and hanging out and getting to observe how he works does a lot for your own for you as a person mm-hmm. for growth and for a business totally. owner yeah I love that and,
2: and that just reminded me, like, um, as I grow in my career, to always, always listen to every single person. You never know who's going to become, you know, the next Steve Jobs, the next Tim Cook, or whatever that happens to, to play out. And um, I think every single person has value to add, no matter if you're the CEO of the company or if you're um, the one that scrubs the floors or anything like that. You're there's always value to bring.
1: Yeah. And
2: I think um, that's just what being a human is all about and I think um, watching him in the way that he is just made me take a step back and and try to figure out how what can I do to touch people or help make yeah. my dreams true
1: it, it's so true I love that um, what about Snapchat Gary V's a big fan of Snapchat right I love Snapchat I love Snapchat too
2: <laughs> um, I love it well and then it's interesting that Instagram <laughs> basically made a, a replica of, of Snapchat because uh-huh. clearly they see the value I feel like um <laughs> if Zuckerberg can't buy you, he'll just he'll just make it himself. <laughs> so. Uh, anyway. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I I like the ephemerality of Snapchat because it makes you like it takes away that seriousness. So like clearly, like you, like you said that you're big on YouTube. I love YouTube, by the way. There's a lot of great content. i completely have stopped watching TV altogether because <laughs> of all the content that I find <laughs> on YouTube. I'm an app. Like that's when I say I'm a technology nerd. I really dive into a lot of. Like I love listening to this weekend startups with Jason Calacanis and. What? Um, how do you say his name? I love that. That Jason Calacanis. And how do you spell that? Um, he is. Uh, uh let me phonetically
1: we'll just kind of yeah it's
2: c-a-l-a-n-i-s
1: awesome and what's that called weekend startups
2: this week in startups oh this week i think i misspelled
1: his name oh okay this week in startups
2: he's at jason on twitter
1: at jason okay cool um anyways sorry i just want to have these tips for people after because those are good things do uh, sorry
2: Oh sorry. Um so it's uh it's C A L A C A N I
1: S. Calacanis. Cal-A-C-A-N-I-S, Calacanis. Okay. Anyways, yeah, so you love listening to him this weekend yes, startup?
2: Yeah, I do. Um so he, he's another one that will bring on um, startup founders um on his show and talk through the ups and downs of creating their companies and I love listening to it because it gives me an idea of what companies are being create are being created out there? What are people thinking about mm-hmm. as they're creating their companies? And then it's always a. I think it's also probably really um, helpful to anyone who is actually a startup founder because they talk about a lot of the missteps that happen in companies um, and basically how many of them continue to survive. Yes, a lot of startups fail, well, I think the failure rates like 90% of startups fail <laughs> but it's this idea that um, you can come back from failure and it's about kind of how you finesse the situation a lot of it comes down to um, the founder's grit itself and um, I I just love listening to all of those stories and that it just really speaks to the community builder in me
1: to <laughs>
2: hear all of the um just all the ways those founders end up helping other founders, and um, just trying trying to remove the the sharp elbows that can sometimes occur in business. Yeah.
1: And
2: sharing your experience, and then.
1: Um,
2: yeah.
1: Love it, love it. We are going to go to another commercial break right now, but before we do, I just wanted to close that loop. And you said you had written a, bro- a blog about your experience with Gary Vee. Where can people go and find that information?
2: Christina with the C H C R. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A and then it's my middle initial A um, and then K-E-H-O-E is my last name and then I also have a website as well it's just Christina Kehoe.com. so C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-K-E-H-O-E.com
1: Great. awesome you should go and read that and we'll be right back America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
0: You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M at purepotentials.com.
1: Now, back to
0: Extreme Exposure.
1: We are here today with Christina Kehoe and she is going to give us some amazing social media tips and community building tips using social media and uh, welcome back Christina. Let's go right into, we were talking uh, earlier about Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter. Let's go into all that. I want to know what you think of, you know, how do you use Snapchat effectively in business? How do you use Twitter? Things like that.
2: Um, yeah, so I think one of my main tips for Twitter. Um, especially for um, any speakers that are out there. Um, I think Twitter is the most powerful platform when it comes to events. Just because, think about it, when you're at an event, one of the first things that you do is you go on Twitter, you check the, the hashtag for the event, you see what other people are saying. Um, it's a great way to kind of pull up a feed after an event and see what happened, what occurred, what were the top highlights. I love going to Twitter when there is a quote that a speaker says that really speaks to me Mm. and um, tweeting that out because if I'm tweeting it out, I think it's valuable to those who follow me. And if you think about that, um, typically on the day-to-day, you're not necessarily, when you use Twitter, you're not necessarily clicking on people's profiles. Mm -hmm. Um, You're typically living in the feed. Um, or you're living in uh, looking at trending hashtags, things like that, or you're searching for specific content. At events, it's a little different. Oftentimes, when you see an interesting tweet from someone, you'll go and you'll click on their Twitter profile, especially the, the profiles of those who are speaking. Mm-hmm. And there's a great way to capitalize on those eyeballs when, uh, when you're at an event, and that's by using... Uh, a feature of Twitter called Twitter Cards. Okay. And Twitter Cards are are really underutilized, I think, because they're hidden in the ads platform. And, I, and, and, and they're there kind of, one, I don't know if there's a, a tab that they, I can't make a suggestion to Twitter's product team, unfortunately, <laughs> um, of okay, where they should live, um, because they can become ads and you can promote them and put money behind them. But they're also, Twitter cards are are literally just a tweet. Um, And you've probably seen them. They're tweets that have a button on them, like a call to action button of some kind.
1: Ooh, I love that. where
2: I think people can really utilize these and utilize them for free is You go into the ads platform and it's under um, the creatives area and um, it's pretty easy to find on Twitter business if you just go to um, Twitter's business area on their website and you search for cards, there's a great explanation of how to set them up. They're pretty intuitive to set up too, I think. Oh good. Um, You're basically just creating a tweet and then what sort of call to action, where does that link go? Twitter makes it really easy with the form that they have to fill out to put all that criteria in there.
1: Nice. Okay. So
2: if you have um, like an ebook or a special offer, even just to direct people to your website, mm-hmm. that's a great card to put up there for when you're an, uh, attending an event. What? Um, I could have been doing this so many times. You could have been. <laughs> I have so many things I want to do now. I think I haven't shared this with you. I Some know talk about and evangelize the most about Twitter Love um, it. Is, is Twitter cards so shame on me for that.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. no shame
2: I'm using it and telling you to use it but essentially so you create this tweet and then you, um, you just basically you hit tweet and it tweets it out like just like a regular tweet and then what you can do is pin that tweet and that's how you can utilize that best at an event I think is uh. having that pinned tweet at the top And of course, if you want to, you can always put Twitter ad dollars behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's kind of just a a free way to drive more traffic to your website, to drive more traffic to whatever uh, whatever your offer is.
1: Um, wow. So that's
2: that's that for you with
1: Twitter. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so let me ask you this because now I'm getting all creative with this. <laughs> if you're not at an event, but there's an event going, say, um, you know, maybe you're not at ICOM, but you want it to be or something like that. Can you, as uh, somebody who's sitting in your house, start tweeting things to those people and getting on that hashtag and then start yes. using. Wow. Time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mind is blowing right now. <laughs> I would, yeah, especially like I can't
2: do every single conference. Oh. I, think I, I would probably put myself in in the boat of being a conference junkie I love <laughs> um, and that's just an, I mean I, I literally I think it all goes back to like there's a community person very, <laughs> oh. very always deep inside of me and always uh, outwardly exposed to but um, I love um, I love seeing what other people are saying revolving around other events especially because a lot of times people that I really admire are speaking and I love Um, hearing what they have to say. And that's another cool part about Twitter. You just jump on, you look at those hashtags, you look at maybe the handles of the people that are attending those events. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course you can find them through the hashtags. And then um, it's a great way to see what's going on. And
1: then There's no reason why you can't join in on the conversation. Oh, I love that. You know who talked to me through Twitter once was Guy Kawasaki. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. (laughs) I know. Great. I know. I was so excited. He was actually supposed to be speaking at this event, um, but he couldn't make it. So he uh, Skyped in. So it was a big giant... He, it was like he was in Canada and he was amazing. He talked about hockey and he knew about our city. He, yes. And then he, I tweeted something and he talked to me and I was like, get that's out. Lost. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have little freak out moments when certain people tweet at me too. It's Gary <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wiener. Times when Gary Wiener took his tweet at me and that's always been really cool. Just like any time, like getting a follow back from someone you really admire as well always gives you. Um, gives you a little high. And that's something to think about too as a small business owner or as um, as a speaker is that you have the power to impact people very greatly by just liking a tweet, by responding, um, by following back. These are little things that you can do to greatly um, not only change perceptions um, mm-hmm. and then build your brand, but people, people remember that and they hold on to that. And that only you did something for them yeah that in turn you know of course benefits you because they
1: they're going to keep following you and keep engaging with you I love that and you know what I I'm a extreme extrovert as you know (laughs) so are you I we love people get along so I know I know but when I'm seeing people's stuff I want to laugh and I want to enjoy enjoy that and so I'm very very liberal with my shares my likes my comments and people sometimes don't want to do that for some reason I'm not sure why (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, it's it's interesting because I think sometimes people it's like it's like a difference in how they value uh they maybe they're like oh they have to do a lot for me in order to get that like. But I don't know, to me, I feel like, if it made me laugh or smile, like why not give it a like? Yeah. Validating that person putting content out there and I want to encourage, if I like it, Mm. I want them to keep doing that. Yeah. um, If if people don't get that feedback, they they start slowing down on posting. Yeah. then Then you're making the experience less valuable for yourself. So I don't understand
1: why I know we, my brother and I call it internet points so yeah. we have to have our internet points if he puts something on Instagram I like it <laughs> I because like we want to give each other that, that dopamine I, and, yeah. I love that <laughs> <laughs> like our stuff follow us follow each other you know mm-hmm. just support each other We're, we are the content producers now so yeah. we have to support that love it any more tips on any other social media platforms that you like because that Twitter tip is seriously mind-blowing <laughs>
2: all right so uh, I know a lot of people are talking about the value of snapchat or like Instagram stories or all these different live platforms Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of pushback especially from those in business when it comes to specifically snapchat just because there isn't a whole lot of business insights that are offered other than you can kind of see how many views you're getting on your on your snapchat posts on your stories um, and then, of course, you can, there's uh, a few more insights on, like, for example, if you create a, a filter of any kind in in Snapchat, you can kind of see how many people use that filter when they were snapping. Hmm. But there isn't a whole lot of that juicy data that people like to get back, like um, like view times or clicks or being able to do a call to action and then sending them back to your website or things like that Now I think there's third party platforms that can come on there um, where you use emojis that if you use them in a certain sequence you can go back to uh, a website but there's nothing really built into the platform itself as far as those types of juicy insights that typically marketers like to get their hands on and I'm going to kind of go against like Maybe what the more popular viewpoint is, is that, you know, you need to have your audience on that particular platform. Uh, (laughs) I believe that Snapchat will still be around in a year, two years, three years, and so on and so forth. And as that happens, it becomes more mainstream and your audience will eventually be there. And if you're not already there, if you're not already creating content and feeling comfortable creating that content, then your competitor is likely already there and they will just take those eyeballs. Yeah. And so I, I um, being someone that loves to engage with people already, it's not that taxing for me to be on a platform that maybe my audience isn't fully there yet. I definitely get, um, probably a lot more engagement from Facebook and from Twitter than I do necessarily in my Snapchat or even my Instagram channels. But I know that the, that will only increase over time. And if I don't already have content there, if I don't, for, and for Snapchat, since everything's ephemeral, if if I am not comfortable using that tool, then it shows over time. And I think there's, and there's nothing... Uh, I don't think it doesn't I don't think it hurts to learn a platform Mm -hmm. and gain a new skill and if you're afraid of doing that in a business then there's I mean that's literally probably one of the least uh, scary things that can happen (laughs) with choosing the wrong social media platform
1: so get over it Uh, yeah I love it don't be afraid. I love that so much. You know what? That makes a lot of sense to me. And uh, one of the things people talk about all the time is, well, I can't spend my whole day on social media. We're not going to get into this now, but I'm thinking I'm going to bring this up in a later podcast. Okay. There's ways to syndicate your content so that you can be on those places and leverage your time so much, so effectively these days. Totally. So much, so effective. Yeah. And
2: Twitter just came out with a native uh, platform to do the same thing. It's called Dashboard that you can now finally schedule things through twitter via twitter's
1: native platform love it uh,
2: either mobile or on desktop so
1: that was that's needed
2: <laughs> totally
1: <laughs> totally um, needed
2: and there's a lot of other ways you, a lot of other tools you can do that with as well but you're exactly right you don't just spend all day on twitter but or, or any other social media network but what matters is that you're engaging sometimes in real time mm-hmm. It's not it like a quick text or a quick phone call that you would normally uh give your time to your customers um yeah i almost think social media makes it faster and easier to do those things i agree you just get a lot more insights than um typically than you could just from a phone call you can see someone's entire um, profile and their engagement and um what they're actually interested in yeah uh, rather than going in sometimes blind
1: into a phone call and so 100 percent. yeah I've met so many people through social media that have become friends, business partners, just from engaging and taking the time. And it's important. People appreciate it when you take the time to talk to them and they remember you. It's not as common as people think. So do it and you're going to get that advantage. For not
2: part of the market.
1: Faux shizzle. <laughs> Christina, I have loved having you today. This was amazing. You've given so much uh, tips and wisdom, and I really think that people need to get onto your website. Where else should we direct them so that they can start to get to know you and your content?
2: Twitter is my absolute jam. It's my <laughs> favorite uh, social network. Okay. Uh, and then I also, I have a Facebook page as well. So just um facebook.com slash christina kehoe that's c-h-r-i-s-t-i-n-a-k-e-h-o-e
1: perfect well i hope people get in touch with you because you have a lot to offer and thank you so much for joining me today had a blast
2: thank you jackie it was i had a blast
0: too thanks for joining us this week on extreme exposure the power of personality marketing We're here live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your host, Jackie McLennigan, can't wait to bring you another show next week.